In Jewish homes during the Passover meal, the youngest member of the family asks his or her father the question, why is this night different from all other nights? Father responds to that question by telling the story of the Exodus, the Hebrews' Exodus from Egypt, the story of how God delivered his chosen people from slavery to Pharaoh and the Egyptians and led them to freedom through the Red Sea. Well, today, my brothers and sisters, as Christians, we might ask ourselves a similar question. Why is this day, Good Friday, different from every other day? And our answer to that question would have to be similar to that of the Jewish father at Passover. It's because today we celebrate our deliverance from slavery. Not slavery to a person or to a nation, but rather slavery to something far more consequential. Slavery to sin. Slavery to evil. That's what the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is all about. The loving act of a God who cares so much for us, who is willing to go to any length to free us from sin and eternal death, and to bring us back to himself. See, the truth of the matter is, we all deserve to be on that cross, not Jesus Christ. He never sinned. We're the sinners. The good thief, good thief by the grace of God, recognized that when he said to the thief on the left, we're only paying the price for what we've done. We deserve this. This man has done nothing wrong. Yet Jesus was willing to take our place, to do what only a God-man could do, namely atone for the sins of the entire human race. And that, my brothers and sisters, in case you don't know, is a lot of sin. As Isaiah put it, it was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured. Upon him was the chastisement that makes us whole. By his stripes, we are healed. We had all gone astray like sheep, each following his own way. But the Lord laid upon him the guilt of us all. Only a God-man, only a divine person, could bear the psychological and spiritual weight of all that guilt. Let's face it, for us mere mortals, the guilt of our own sins alone can be overwhelming. Which is why the agony that Jesus experienced on the cross was far more intense than anything we will ever experience in our earthly lives. Even if we were crucified, it would be nothing compared to what he experienced. The closest we can come to understanding what Jesus endured on the cross is to reflect on our own experience of intense pain. This is something I learned from Bishop Sheen many years ago. When something tragic happens in our lives, like the death of somebody we love, we normally don't only experience the pain of the present moment. It's bad enough. But what we tend to do when we suffer great physical or emotional pain is to unconsciously take all the pain from our past and we drag it up. We add it to the pain of the present moment. Job did this. Remember Job from the Old Testament? He did this. When in the midst of his affliction, he cried out, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Well, if you know his story in the Old Testament, you know Job's life before he was afflicted 
was not a drudgery. It was anything but a drudgery. It was wonderful. Job had it all. He had his health. He had many possessions. He had a loving family, a large family. It was perfect almost. But at that moment, in the midst of his present pain, all he could remember from his past were the bad things. And as if this were not enough, the other thing we tend to do when we're in pain is to look forward in time and to anticipate all the bad things that might happen to us in the future. Job did this when he cried out, I shall not see happiness again. So all this real pain from our past and all the anticipated pain of the future are brought to the present moment. And they magnify the pain that we're already experiencing. That's our human experience. And from it we can gain some insight, from some very, very small insight into what our Lord went through on that cross. Jesus said in John's Gospel that when he was lifted up from the earth, he would draw all people to himself. All people of all times. This means that on Calvary, Jesus reached back in time. He took upon himself every sin of every person who had ever lived, from Adam onward. And as if that were not enough, at the same time, he reached forward into history, took hold of all the sin and evil that would be committed in the world in the future, until the end of time, including your sin and my sin, and he pulled all of that onto himself. So on the cross he bore the weight of all sin, past, present, and future. You couldn't do that. Neither could I. Only he could do it. He could do it because he was a divine person, and because he also had a human nature. He brought those sins to the cross, to die for them. And keep in mind, this was no ordinary death. This was death by crucifixion. Crucifixion was such a horrid means of capital punishment that Rome would not execute her own citizens in this way. No Roman citizen was ever crucified. Remember, St. Paul was a Roman citizen. He was beheaded. Crucifixion was the form of execution that was reserved for slaves, for people the Romans considered to be scum, the dregs of society. And it was a slow and painful death. Historians tell us that some people hung on the cross for almost a week. That's why Pilate was so surprised that Jesus had died so soon, so quickly. Sometimes people on crosses, they say, suffer to the point of madness. And it was a humiliating death because the person was crucified naked. You know, we always portray our Lord as being covered by a cloth. We do that for obvious reasons, for the sake of propriety. But in actuality, he was crucified naked. That's the type of death, that's the type of humiliation he endured for you and for me and for all of us. This means that he understands us. He understands our sufferings. He knows them well because he experienced all of them himself. Does God know what it's like, for example, to have a headache? Yeah, God knows that. He wore a crown of thorns. Does God know what it's like 
to have a backache, as so many of us do at times. Yes, he does. He carried a tree to his place of execution. Does God know what it's like to be abandoned by people you love, people who are your friends or say they're your friends? Does he know what it is to be betrayed? Yeah, he knows all that too. He knows it all because he suffered it all on Calvary. And he went through it all for our benefit so that we might be freed from our sins and come to experience the fullness of life. As St. Paul put it in his letter to the Romans, by the power that flows from the Lord's suffering and death, we don't have to live our lives in slavery anymore. Slaves to fear, slaves to hate, slaves to lust, slaves to sin and evil in all its forms. Of course, as we all know, much of the world right now is living in bondage to those things. But we don't have to if we turn to Jesus in sincere faith and seek his strength and power because he conquered all those evil forces by his death 2,000 years ago. That's why I would say, my brothers and sisters, that Good Friday is not a day to be sad. Good Friday is a day to be thankful. Thankful for how much the Lord loves each and every one of us. And thankful for what he was willing to endure for us to free us from sin, to set us free, to give us hope for eternal happiness and joy with him. As the author of the letter to the Hebrews put it, for the sake of the joy which lay before him, Christ endured the cross, heedless of its shame. That same joy is to be ours as well if we are faithful which is, or at least should be, good news for us. It should also be good news for every man and woman on planet Earth right now. And it should be good news for every other man and woman who ever, will ever live on planet Earth in the future until the end of time. Which is precisely why today is known as, and will always be known as, Good Friday.